Hello and welcome back to The Little Couch. Today's conversation is one of my favorites to dive into. I could truly talk about it for hours on end. One of my biggest personal goals for the year 2022 is to break my addiction to slash reliance on technology and my smartphone. I can honestly say that the last few years of my life have been the absolute hardest, and despite being constantly connected, I finally had to get honest with myself that I have never felt more alone and disconnected. With the pandemic turning the world upside down and the use of tech increasing rapidly, with the general nature of life being hard, I'm sure there are a lot of people who feel the same. After taking in a lot of different sources of information on the topic of technology and smartphone addiction's impact on society, I decided to challenge myself to a 30-day digital detox. For the challenge, I deleted my social media apps, deleted email off of my phone, removed texting as a form of communication, and only took and made phone calls like a good old-fashioned landline would do. Aside from a few painful awarenesses gained in the time I reclaimed by removing constant connectivity, I watched multiple documentaries, finished a few books, started a few books, finished crocheting and knitting two sweaters I had been working on prior to the challenge, and made three more sweaters from scratch. Those are just a few tangible accomplishments in addition to perhaps the obvious. Improved sleep, increased mental clarity, an overall sense of calm and returning to myself and my own emotional needs. Thanks for joining me again on The Little Couch. Let's dive in. Do you, do you still pay attention to your screen time? Let's start there. Uh, sort of. I don't really even check it now. Um, I, I haven't checked it a lot recently. I think... I've gotten used to not checking it as much. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten better about using my phone in general. <laughs> I think just because I'm on um, my phone less, I, like, accidentally swipe. Because you know how, like, that screen comes up when you move your phone to the left? Yes. I think I just see it less. I I had a series of events where I was discouraged by my screen time. Oh, because... <laughs> no, so, for oh. for example... One, so I have my phone set up where if I don't have low power mode on, the screen never goes to sleep. And so, you know, I've I've been looking at my screen time and like, oh, like, wow, like, it's cool to see your like average go down and, and whatnot. And there's more than once where my phone is just kind of getting old and acting up I guess you could say and there were a handful of times where I the screen just stayed on overnight and so like I wake up in the morning and it's like seven hours and 20 minutes of screen time and because you don't you have to hit that side button yeah when it's if you don't do when I have my phone like that I have hit the side button um I think that's how I have mindset right now because of podcasting Yes, because I don't want the screen. Because the first the first episode I did, I have to like tap it to make sure it didn't go to sleep. Right, and so like that happened. Um, I also recently used Maps a handful of times, like where I needed Maps on to like go somewhere, and so there are enough things that were interrupting the like (laughs) the smoothness of. Being able to look at my screen time and see it 
be a steady number. There was always some outlier that was just like ruining the. <laughs> the, the and then your average the, is correct. Yeah, and so I, I, I feel like I've looked at the Screen Time app less because I know there's just you know gonna be something gonna in there that's. To, yeah, and it's not because <laughs> I. It's not because I'm being reckless with my phone either. That's what. That's like the discouraging part is I know I'm not being reckless with my phone, but there's no way for me to modify the screen time to like take out for instance the nights where i accidentally Leave plug my it. phone yeah, in you, and, it, yeah. and it wakes up there's no way to like edit what it tracked right um which makes sense uh, if people could edit yeah. what they track about 20 minutes a day <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if people could edit it i think they would edit it um because it like looks I feel like it looks good to not be on your phone all the time. But Yeah. So not I don't really look at my app anymore. I don't really either. At first when I started when I started the digital yeah. detox, are you gonna check it? I was thinking. I wonder about, what it is, because we barely have been on our phone. Yeah, should check I it. check it? Um twenty three minutes. That's today. At yeah. what time is it right now? Twenty four minutes. Two fifty two. So Last week, my daily average was one hour and one oh, minute. That's so low. So last week, I didn't have... I think I had... Total screen time all week was seven hours. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so that's that was a pretty good, pretty good week. But um, in previous weeks, <laughs> it would just be like be one day it'd be oh like yeah four hours and like that day i had maps open a whole bunch yeah and then it, yeah um so yeah i don't know I, but i haven't i haven't uh been keeping up with it i wonder what mine would be now if i checked it because yeah. i too like i use gps to come here right or like yeah when i first started doing it my yeah. my phone couldn't handle it and it would say i was on my phone like three minutes right I think it was like so freaked out mm-hmm. but there was a I think it was a podcast or an article I read recently and the the guy who decided to do a digital detox or like try mm-hmm. to like lessen it um was on his phone 15 hours a day wow yeah 15 hours isn't that crazy did he work through no his phone? I think just just being addicted to it the key, wow. yeah I suppose if you do have it set up where it never goes to sleep you could just they have those little phone stands that you can put on a desk like prop oh, your phone up. you just leave it out all the time. Yeah, I bet he just had it out. Credit has it out and like up all the time. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy too because I like, I was on it mostly because of like Instagram and texting, mm-hmm. which still ended up being like, I mean, hours and hours in right. a day. But I only had like Instagram. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you think too like people who are using like Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook? Yeah, all like of the... I, I think how, how much I had, like yeah. how those little like snippets add up. Yeah, they and, like really that do felt add like up. so out of control. Yeah, that like how in the world like people who are on like every social media platform, like you could see, how, yeah. It, yeah, the time adds up a ton, and then things like Snapchat or I guess Instagram too. When you take pictures, even to just send. Um, to friends in like a conversation obviously snapchat is like all, all conversation through pictures mm-hmm. or at least a lot of the time it seems like there's the time taking the picture and then there's time t- 
typing out whatever message. Yeah. And there's also time spent with all the filters and fun little things like uh, extras you can do to the the picture or video like make yourself yeah wear a weird hat or puppy <laughs> ears and stuff yeah and people yeah. are like super creative with some of those things like it's kind of incredible what people can do with all those tools but it takes up a lot of time a lot of time it all takes up a lot of time yeah you know, like, even the efficient things that I think, like, even voice memos. Yeah. Like, I initially started doing voice memos because it was more efficient. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is faster than, like, staring at the screen, typing out the message, figuring it out. Like, I think it is. It is, but it still... It like, doesn't help with the screen time app. No, because you're on... Yeah. But then I think, too, like, you just don't realize, like, how much all of those little things add up. It's yeah. like, two-minute voice memo, three-minute voice memo, four-minute voice memo. Yeah. You know? Right. And if, if you're voice knowing like, multiple people, right. how much that adds up. Yeah. Initially, I was like, okay, well, this will be more efficient. Yeah. And it will cause me to be on less, I guess. But, right. yeah, I think it ended up maybe being more. I think it does both. I think the act of actually talking, I, it is screen time and the fact that your phone is on. Yeah. But I think it's a little different than texting. Yeah, because you're not, like for yeah I, I don't see for instance like in the screen time app i i'm not sure messages would be one of my longer <laughs> yeah longer um like uses of time in the app but i don't know something about actually talking makes it feel a bit different i, I wasn't as perhaps bothered by it yeah that's true i think too because i like if I listen to a voice memo in like an instance where I couldn't respond, Mm -hmm. that's four minutes of your time gone. And then you have to go re-listen to the whole thing. Right, and you re-listen to it, yeah. By the time you can. And then you're like, so that's eight minutes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I think like all those little things starting to pile up. Right. That's where, that's why I eventually was like, I have to figure out a way to like not be doing this all the time because I was so exhausted by it. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, that, voice memos, I... I definitely like them more. I still yeah. prefer to do them. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. We, um, but you wouldn't do them. Remember? I wouldn't do them for the longest time. You're so, the, so scared. The first time I ever memoed, I was like, oh my gosh, right what up. is this working? <laughs> is this working? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was actually really wild. I don't know. It might have been something with just recording my own voice. Yeah. And I, most people don't want to. I think play back. Yeah. It's very awkward. It is. Yeah. But. No, I think I'm over it at this point. Yeah, that's I think I just had to get over it because I was like, I literally cannot be texting all the time anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, going to have to just suck it up and memo. That's what you do with like um, driving somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be in the car for an hour and a half and something actually requires responding, perhaps. It's yeah. probably like not to enjoy endorse um answering text messages while but driving but yeah and it's like removes the friction of a phone call yeah having to like wait to see if somebody will answer right and you can do like the same as you essentially like leave a voicemail yeah without any of the friction to get there right but is the is the friction a good thing <laughs> well probably yeah. Now post detox I'm like it probably is. Yeah. And I think it too it like causes you to think through the amount of things that you need to communicate prior like yeah do I really need yeah to be like what what did we do a couple weekends ago 
that did we? oh where did we go we met somewhere oh we met in sheboygan yeah oh yeah and i was like okay well confirmed like we are doing this thing right and then when you can't like text to confirm it or text to say i'm on my way we still had that awkward like well i'll probably call you friday just to make sure sure yeah right and it was like <laughs> maybe i'll call you in the morning to be like sure 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 yeah there was yeah yeah like you still feel like it like is. how in, like back in the day when people canceled plans you would have to catch somebody on their landline before they left their house right but you you'd have to be anymore. so much smarter about it or you'd have to know ahead of time or you'd have to like feel mm-hmm. kind of crappy or be too tired and still go hang out right because you wouldn't be able to like and you would have to account for, okay, I think I'm going to get there at this time. And I know that the other yeah. person, if they're running late, like they might, they might be 20 minutes late yeah. or, or they might be early. I might be running late. Yeah. And there's like, uh, it feels like that's not, not that it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's just not normal to expect that, I think, without some sort of virtual communication mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, because like, is it kind of a good thing? Because it does eliminate worry. So, like, if somebody's super late nowadays, you can send that text. So, like, the yeah. person on the other end doesn't have to be like, were they in a car accident? Was there? True. Yeah, and that's a really good thing. It is, like, a good thing. Yeah. It was, doesn't Nancy Collier talk about it in The Power of Off, about how she, like, went to meet a friend for dinner or something, and she, she just said, too, how, like, texting or virtual communication has Mm -hmm. made it where, like, you don't ever have to, like, disappoint somebody or, like... Right, if something comes up and you're mm -hmm. not feeling like doing Doing something... yeah. You can just send a text and be like, hey, sorry. Sorry, and then you never have to hear somebody's disappointment or, like... Right, it's you you say it to your device and you hit the little button yeah and they're like no yeah and yeah it's different than if you were telling it straight to their face yeah (laughs) or just even having to call yeah or even a call like having to call somebody and disappoint them and cancel right i've been like a chronic bailer throughout my (laughs) adult life and i think it is like yeah, maybe I just didn't really realize how introverted I am, so now I just make less plans. Right. You know, like you I was gonna just. Say, do you find yourself doing? I don't that really more recently. Yeah, not anymore. Because yeah. I think I I am more intentional about or like wiser about how I make plans. Right. Like wait until closer to the day of, so you can feel more where your energy's at versus being like, yeah, I can do this thing at that time, and then you get there and you're like, oof. Yeah. I'm not Super feeling this pooped. anymore. Yeah. Do you feel like um, that with less technology use, it might be easier to plan things further in advance because um, you're, I guess, well, maybe a, maybe a better question is, does, <laughs> was, was technology usage like energy draining? <laughs> Um, the most draining thing I've ever like done. Sounds like yes, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's what I don't think. I don't think I really realized that, or I did, mm-hmm. but because it's not like a, a physical thing. Yeah. It feels like less invasive because you're not like actually active. Yeah. I don't think I realized like how much emotional energy my phone was like was sucking up, sucking up, right? Until I removed it. 
Right. Or, like, mostly removed it as much as mm-hmm. I could. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't... I don't think I realized how much it was, like, taking out of me to, like, be in constant communication with so many people right. throughout my day. Yeah. We kind of touched on in the last episode we did where I was, like, you wouldn't have, like, all of your closest friends in the same room with you in any given day and try to be Maintaining, intentional like, and present. four intimate yeah. conversations. And so I think <laughs> I just was, like, wired to feel like, oh, well, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, like in person so it feels less invasive but it's still like the same exact like conversation type or Mm -hmm. just without the physical experience of it yeah and so then no matter where you are there's always like somebody else with you in your pocket right and like yeah I think now stepping back from it I realized that like wasn't adding value and that's like nothing to say about like the friendships on the other end of the phone right it's about the fact that it's like you're not physically together Right. You know? And I was like, I was, I like thought recently, like, I like, I like texting makes me feel like an unpaid maintenance worker. Hmm. Interesting. Like you're constantly trying to like keep up with something or make it thrive. Right. And like you are paid in the reward of friendship. Yeah. But it's like not as intimate or rewarding when you aren't having those experiences in person. Yeah. It's like, I don't, yeah. Yeah. As, I guess to, when you're talking to so many people at the same time, that very much lends itself to making more plans as well. Yeah. And so then you do get that in-person time, but if so much of your energy is going into setting up all of these plans and even following through on like 75% of them, yeah, there are going to be ones where you get to that day, you're supposed to go do that thing and you're just zonked. <laughs> yeah, and I think I spent like the last 10 years zonked. Yeah. Without really noticing it. Yeah. Or probably being able to identify fully where it was coming from. Yeah. But it's like Yeah, I just think I have a different awareness around it yeah. now. And it's yeah, it's just hard. It's like So maybe now you would be able to make plans a little bit easier more yeah because you know how to regulate your day more yeah maybe it would just be more more. rewarding yeah you know if you've had less virtual contact with a person then when Mm -hmm. you see them it's like Mm -hmm. more exciting yeah you have less of like the like the filler communication in between right which is hard because, like, all of my friends live everywhere. Yeah. It's like you can't fully go without that. Right. You know, it's like it does make it easier to sustain long-distance yeah. friendships. But then also, too, it's like... I think, I think personally, technology, like, numbed my ability to, like, mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. You know, or feel, like, really deeply connected to anything in life. Like, right. I don't know. It put it for me. It put like such a barrier. Well, if there's so many communication lines open, I think it's like living with your the door to your house open. I think it would be hard to get deep, like often, because there would just be constant interruptions. Yeah, that's in in the book. She talks yeah. about that. She was interviewing teenagers about like texting basically and mm-hmm. that's 2011 and yeah. like one of them was saying I'm like in the setting they were in having mm-hmm. like whatever talk they were having she said I'm waiting to be interrupted right now 
Oh. So, like, being in that constant state yeah. of reachability. Right. And it's, like, everybody now is doing that all the time without yeah. really realizing it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, like, it's very normal to just be on your phone all the time. All the time. <laughs> or, like, no matter what you do. Because, like, if you pay attention, like, when you go places, like, the second you get in your car, you check your phone. Yeah. The second you leave a situation, you check your phone. Yeah. Like, there's always, like... Pumping gas. Yeah. Or in the line at the store. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, second nature. It feels like your obligation. Like, who kind of, might yeah. need me that... I have to, yeah, like, you never... It's also that, like, dopamine kick. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, even if it's negative, like, it's, like, the mm-hmm. negativity bias thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, even if you might see something you don't want to see, at least there's something there to see. Yeah. There's something there at all. Yeah. And then you don't have to be with yourself. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> How nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I yeah, I just have definitely realized I haven't been with myself. Yeah. In years. Yeah. But over the last 30 days... I have been. There's been a shift, perhaps? I think so. Yeah. But now I think I just need to learn the balance because, like, mm-hmm. technology isn't going anywhere. So now I have to figure out mm-hmm. from here because it's yeah. been, like, a blast to not be reachable. Right. But even that, like, shutting the doors to communication, like... Uh, okay, so I deleted the email off my phone. Mm-hmm. Didn't text for 30 days, minus a couple of texts I had to send for work. Yeah. And then, well, Lou pulled it with the the joint custody albums. Yeah, photo like albums. Like photo sharing. Photo sharing, yeah. Um, being reachable via, like, checking my email on my computer or yeah. phone calls, really. Yeah. But then, like, it's been really nice to not have that kind of contact. And, like, how do I reacclimate? Right. Like, now what do I want my relationship to be? So there's been a shift, but I'm, like, very inclined to be, like, never text me again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is not what I actually want. Like, to all yeah. the homies out there, like, you can text me or, like, call me. But yeah. how do I want to set a boundary so I'm not constantly... Like, I don't want to have constant, like, contact via text message. Right. Like, there's... Then you, like, are, there's never an ending to a conversation. Right. You know? Like, yeah, that's yeah. true. I want that, like... It keeps going on and on. Yeah, it's, like, never-ending. You send a text and you know you're going to get it back. So then when you get, like, backlogged with things you need to respond to... Right. It's, like, there's that reward. She's, like, ooh, things I need to respond to. Right, Like, it feels kind of satisfying. Right. Yeah, so I think now just navigating from here... What are Like, yeah, like, there's definitely been a shift, but now there needs to be boundaries and, like, healthy navigation because technology is not going anywhere. True. But in the... Nancy Collier? How do you Collier. I don't know how you Collier. say it. Collier? How, if you're out there listening, Nancy, <laughs> please don't be offended. We loved who, your work. Yeah, loved it. The woman who wrote The Power of Off. Yes. She was like, her quote that she has in there, and I don't know if she got that quote from somebody else or if it was her. I thought it was her own quote, um, but it was, she, she talked about several times in that book freedom in technology not yeah. freedom from technology yeah because for that same reason technology is only going to be more ever present yeah <laughs> but that's what i think too like changing anything hard in your life i'll think like being in the world but not of the world yeah which is like kind of just like more from a spiritual mm-hmm. standpoint it's like how do you exist in the world the way it is right 
and also like have your own strong relationship to big things like technology right who says that quote i recognize that quote from somewhere i don't know who it originally comes from probably like jung or somebody (laughs) like c.s lewis i I don't know i i think i we can look it up tim ferris would look it up on the spot yeah joe rogan would look it up Hey, I, hey, podcast, Callie. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. I don't know who says it. Okay. We'll have to pin that. But it is, like, it's interesting, too, because, like, Nancy Collier is, like, a psychologist. Right. And she also admits that she struggles with it. So, like, we talked about yesterday, mm-hmm. it's, like, even people who have all the tools in place to try and not yeah. have addictive behavior are still, like, inundated with the rise of technology and trying to like she admits to giving her kid the ipad yeah like just to be able to like get back to writing a book right like it's crazy to me that that like the people group that you would think would be immune to what's happening in the world right now aren't yeah it's that's like so scary to me yeah and part of that is perhaps due to uh, phone usage and social media our brains are good at it's easy to see all of, you know, Tim Ferriss's social media posts and think, oh, wow, this dude's got it all, all, all together. Out, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got all his ducks in a row. And mm-hmm. that's just But you not... said Tim Ferriss, he, he uses, like, second party. Didn't you tell me that? To, like, so, post on social media? Like, he doesn't he, use it from his mobile. Yes, that's true. He, he, um, yeah, he, there are, there are different apps where you can schedule different posts that'll send out to different social media websites and whatnot but but even still like even not even necessarily technology use Mm -hmm. as like a as an issue um like he has his own you know problems maybe that is phone usage sometimes maybe it's other things but being on your phone and seeing all this stuff doesn't make you doesn't show you that <laughs> yeah and so it's easy to look at everything that's out there and say oh he's got it all together yeah same thing with like any, yeah. yeah any author anybody that's successfully right. like there's no way they're wasting any of their time they wrote a book right like you don't think yeah yeah oh, this person's doing a, a podcast on eating healthy they probably eat healthy probably every day of smash their life Oreos yeah <laughs> like we do <laughs> but in reality they probably do have yeah. their moments where they they fall out of that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be hard to be. Well, no one's perfect. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you and because even prior to this, because you didn't do the thirty day detox, but you've I also like severely shifted your habits, right? Like around tech usage. But even prior to that, your screen time was pretty low. Right. I um, I was never a big texter. Um, there's just a small like, group of people I normally text, so I wasn't it, most of the time on my phone would have been from texting. texting. Yeah, and I've I've kind of shifted to using less social media over time over the last say like two years maybe. Yeah, yeah, you weren't like big. And so into it, right? I up until maybe like a month ago I mean probably around a similar time where you started your phone detox I had Instagram on my phone Mm -hmm. and that was it I had Twitter at one point and 
that didn't work, I I would just go on Safari on my phone and go to the Twitter website. <laughs> That's the thing too, because I I um, wanted to look up Comer when I was looking into his work. Yeah. I I like pulled up his Instagram. Yeah. And then I was like on Safari on yeah. his Instagram for like a second, then I was like, oh, what man. are you What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I accidentally cheated. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. you just think, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. So loopholes. Yeah, I was already at a state where I like I'd already deleted I deleted Snapchat. I've had TikTok. I've had TikTok maybe three different times. I for, think like, I have for, two or three for times. a week at a time because that was just that sucked up. I did not. I something about TikTok. I'm like immune to it. Really? I was so that bored. Surprises me. I know. Because wow. like Instagram, I could spend hours just like. How long did you spend on it? probably not enough to get it that's true i didn't get it that because it takes a little bit of time for the algorithm to know you yeah to to get deep in the caverns (laughs) of your brain no that's i didn't i didn't spend enough time for it to know what i want to see yeah i I, but it's like i wasn't initially sucked in enough even from like the content that's on there to like want to spend more time yeah for me i was lucky on the tiktok front because i feel like people are wrecked by it yeah i saw some like food tiktoks there's these people making all sorts of like fun like ramen recipes or whatever yeah. it is and i got sucked into that there was so much good food on like on tiktok it was crazy but anyways uh enough about TikTok. yeah <laughs> enough about tiktok that's enough of a rabbit hole yeah, so i wasn't using social media a ton on my phone as of like the last time we chatted mm-hmm. um so that's probably why i did use youtube because there's a YouTube app, right? Yeah. Luckily, too, I never got sucked on the YouTube rap. Like, that's yeah. just, like, a avenue that never really sucked me. And I think Instagram yeah. was, like, my biggest vice. Yeah. Instagram was perhaps my biggest. Not in the last year. In the last year, it was probably Twitter. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of YouTube. But, so, yeah, then around a month ago, when you started your detox, I... Um, once i stopped texting yeah. you all day <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, well, i might as well figure this shit yeah. out <laughs> what am i gonna do the seven hours i just got back well then around that time too i read through the power of awe that's true that was like the middle of february um yeah so that about that's about a month ago it was because then i reread it right after yeah it would have been like the weekend after valentine's day which would have been like the 20 around the 20th so it, around exactly a month ago i read the power of off yeah, that's because that's like right around the time um, I start. Yeah, that's interesting. And also listen to um, a handful of podcasts, some of which you had recommended mm-hmm. um, with Cal Newport. Um, and so then I tried to take a whole bunch of stuff off, off my phone. So now I don't have, I also don't have email on my phone. Banger. It's I, such a game changer. You don't realize yeah. how much, like, to me, email's not that rewarding. Yeah. I guess it is because it is like the lottery system thing, but you don't realize how much you mindlessly just like, I have a free three seconds, might as well check, check my, my email. email. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it's that rewarding. Yeah. But I think my brain still likes it. <laughs> yeah, because she talks about it, I think in The Power of Off, where she asked people like, what are mm-hmm. you looking for when you're checking your email? Yeah. And people will say like, I don't know, like some yeah. great news that I won the lottery or that like a long lost lover came back. Like right. what your brain like, thinks you might get from it is just absurd. Is just absurd. And yeah. typically it's like something dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Sail at Old Navy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like never anything exciting. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you still Here's have the Here's my fourth pull. email from Express today. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, unsubscribe, still get the emails. Express is worse than every, any other spam email I've ever received. Now we're going to get we're gonna get Express. Sorry, right? Express. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, your calls are cool, but your emails are not. <laughs> it's 100% off if you don't buy it. Um, but yeah, so then, then I, I removed... Um, so with some of Cal Newport's, uh, I guess, philosophy, if you will, around <laughs> phone usage, I took everything off my phone that I can't, or that I can access from a computer, mm-hmm. with the exception of, like, um, a couple, like, bank apps. Um, I know, I want to take my bank app off, but I'm, like, yeah. one of my routines right now is I save a dollar a day. I move a dollar from checking oh. to savings. Yeah. Which I could just do on my laptop, but I feel right. like it, that's one of those things that's more accessible, and I will for sure do it. Yeah. I think that one's not, not that yeah. bad. There's, there's no really reason. But now my brain is, like, minimize yeah. as much as you can to. Right, yeah. Like, I like, look throughout the day, like, what else could I get off of here? Right. Not yeah, addicted true. to... <laughs> when you relinquish all of your other addictions, you develop yeah. new ones. That is the true. The banking app. I read an article yeah. to where I was like, and then I resorted to checking my banking app all day. Yeah. Because he got rid of, like, social media. True. So I was like, so true. I was like that with some, like, investing apps. Yeah. And like I, you need I had, something I had to stimulate those you. those off my phone as well. It's wild. Um... Because I would just then check those and then, it... <laughs> yeah. Um, now I'm at a point where I, I'm I've gotten a little bit better about not checking my phone all the time. I mean, even still, it was like what an hour, I had like an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So and then the other thing, which kind of blew my mind when I was chatting with you, I don't I don't remember when. Um, being able to group apps into a folder and put them on the taskbar. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, on an iPhone in the, in the taskbar. I was like, what? You can do that? Mm-hmm. And, like, clearing off my home screen. And I think, like, having your... Because, like, I, I just have mm-hmm. Spotify, phone, and then a one mass folder on yeah. the dock. Yeah. And having my text thread in, like, the third swipe yeah. of that mass folder, having it, like, even further away from muscle memory. Yeah is good because then it feels less like yeah i have mine i think on the second page yeah um which it it really is it does add just that little bit of friction yeah and then turning off all notifications yes yeah turning off all notifications the only thing i let through are phone calls but generally people don't make phone calls these days no that's what she talks about a ton in that um and so i and even then it's like i have a I have a, a list of allowed people. That can call you. Yeah. Which is most of the people who... Otherwise, they would have to, me. like, send it through, like, the do not disturb or what? Correct. Yeah, they would probably... Go straight to voicemail. They would just go straight to voicemail oh, if they called. Or it would... Or, yeah, if they sent a, a text... Well, for anybody right now who sends a text, I won't get... Uh, notify. Notify. Yeah, I, I already notify. had my badge app turned off, so I already didn't get notified. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't yeah. the do not disturb thing wasn't really necessary, yeah, I but oh, I think right. it just it kind of buffered it for me, where then people saw that I had the mode on. Right. But even that, like when I first wanted to do the digital detox mm-hmm. or like the text detox back in like September. Yeah. And I like I like had. I wanted the phone to do it for me. 
Yeah. Like I, I wanted there to be that auto response that right. is like I am doing a digital sabbatical. Right. And won't respond. Right. And then it was like too difficult and you can't do it. Like there isn't really a feature for that. And yeah. then I was like, okay, well, just can't do it. Yeah. And then it's like if you want nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And so I typed up my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like had the balls to send it. It's like right. the same exact feature that I wanted the iPhone to have. Right. Like second brain for me. Right. And then it's like you have the power to do it. I think we're like relinquishing Yeah. the power like of a lot of things in life because of phone. technology. Yeah. Because it's just like an open door. Right. Yeah. And I think some people maybe are less affected by it. Probably. You know, I think when I hear people say like, oh, I'm really not that affected by my phone. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> this gives me constant anxiety. Yeah. Like, I hate it. It's literally like an appendage and I hate it. And I'm yeah. also like still addicted to it. Right. It's like that little hit of bad for you that's like, mm, <laughs> horrible for me. <laughs> this sounds like fun. Yeah. But it's like t- making the choice to, there yeah. aren't a lot of, there. there are features on the phone, but I think it's like hard to work with them. Yeah, the and there's certainly not one that will make it look like you haven't gotten any. Yeah, because I thought too, like, what if I turned off iMessage? You could because you can turn it off, yeah, and then it just would, is always SMS. You would still get SMS messages. But even that, I read. I think Adam Grant maybe wrote it. Adam, Adam Grant wrote it. Yeah. Irresistible. And that okay. talks about, like, the science behind addiction and technology and how yeah. it was made to, like, very casino-esque yeah. reward system triggers and mm-hmm. how, like, an iMessage is blue because it it triggers reward in your brain more so than green. Yeah. So, like, when you get a text from somebody who's, like, mm-hmm. on a LG or whatever. Yeah. You're like, eh. It's like, and it seems <laughs> less delivered. Like, when you see it go through on an iMessage, you're like, right. they just yeah, right. True. Yeah, and like well, even that little feature, what that does to your like urgency. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you're always yeah. good about responding fast. Oh gosh, no. I think you were good at it. Well, uh, I okay. I was good at responding with like a, a small group of people. Yeah, that's true. But largely, even even then, I still would have my moments where. I will let things pile up and like throughout the day, for instance, and I maybe wouldn't respond for like a day or two, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, it just depends on, depends on the person, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. guess with certain people I was like better at it, but yeah, yeah, like did you, do you feel like, does texting give you like even though you're good at, like, not responding quickly to certain people, do you have, like, a sense of urgency? Like, when you're doing something and you know you haven't responded to people, um, do you think, like, oh, eventually I'm going to have to sit down? Like, I used to call it office hours. Yeah. But it would get backed <laughs> up, and then I would be like, you, I have to respond to these people. Or, like, even that is, like, turning your friendships into obligations. Right. You know? I, I don't think I had urgency about it or have urgency about it. Um... I would say, I think I would feel both, I would feel both bad about not responding Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a timely manner, and also, like, I just don't have the energy to sit and, like, type something out right now. Yeah, it's like, I don't think I ever really had the energy, but I was always still doing it. So, yeah, perhaps in my case, the lack of energy to do it won out over, like, feeling bad. 
yeah about it that's I think where I am now like that's probably the biggest shift it's like I still feel that obligation yeah but the recognition of the lack of energy is like Mm -hmm. you don't have the energy it's okay it just doesn't feel okay because societally you're expected to right and I think for me the feeling bad about not responding adds to the the lessening of energy that I have (laughs) the reduction in energy um so as soon as as soon as I have two or three text messages that aren't answered and I open up the messages app it's just it becomes that much harder to respond are you like some people like I you've been with people before that like you see their messages app and there's like 58 Oh, yeah, wow, I can't. Like, if you yeah. see people with high numbers of, I'm like, I would move to a different country yeah. and change my number. If I had that many things I had to respond to. Right, yeah. Because I do feel like I need to respond to them at some point. Yeah. But like, I was pretty good for the most part about, like, mm-hmm. always responding the day of. Or, yeah. like, I just, I also in, I think it's in Alone Together. I think it is. But where she said that any... Maybe it was a podcast. I don't know. Now I've taken in so much information about the topic too yeah. that I'm like, but it every time you're interrupted mm-hmm. from the task you're doing, it takes you 23 minutes. It takes your brain 23 minutes to get yeah. back to the place that you were. Yeah. So I'm like, when I hear about like flow states and stuff, I'm like, how yeah. in modern life does anybody get into a flow state? Like I yeah. ain't never <laughs> been in a flow state. <laughs> I literally spent 10 years texting yeah. <laughs> just trying to maintain things. Yeah. Like that, that's like a crazy statistic. That is a really crazy statistic. To, I, think, like, I think Cal Newport talks about that too. It's probably somebody else too that I recently listened yeah. to that addressed it. Yeah. But I thought that's interesting how I like was not that aware of that. But then also I think no wonder I've, I've been a pretty sleepy person. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, yeah, and it, it, when you draining. start to put the puzzle pieces together, but I mm-hmm. think because you see everybody around you on technology at all times. Right. And nobody else is just like right. calling out how tired they are or like. There's a big should. Yeah, it's like big should. It, I think an iPhone should be called like the I should. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The I like. <laughs> It's interesting too because some I literally I wish I knew how to reference like everything I've heard about it, but yeah. um, that oh it was the article I sent you by the Sullivan guy, oh, okay. but he was saying like I think it was the pull of like even though it's something that is like kind of annoying to you and it's gonna take time. Right. There's also the trigger of reward because typically if you're like texting, it's your mm-hmm. friends that are yeah. So it's like a good yeah negative because you're like ooh. Right, but yeah, it's my it's, friends. In the end, it still is, yeah. Like, yeah. a friend, it's somebody you, you care you about want and to, you want to interact with. Yeah, yeah, but I think the biggest shift is that I've, like, just really realized now. It's, like, I want that to be in person. Yeah. You know, I, I want to, like, feel it. Because right. I, I really think having a phone, obviously, like, anxiety, depression rates are on the rise yeah. for a reason. Yeah. But I think especially, like, personally, it's just mm-hmm. exacerbated the problem where, like, yeah. You never feel good enough. You always feel like you should be doing something. Like, yeah. Mal and I had talked about it, too, a couple months ago where she, like, said most of her friends were going through something hard at the same time. Yeah. And texting her about it. And she was saying mm-hmm. how, like, you, it's like you just sometimes don't have the capacity. Right. And then you feel, like, kind of resentful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think I started to hit that point. 
prior to the detox where I was like yeah. starting to get like angry or annoyed when mm-hmm. I would receive messages because it was just like I don't have the space Right. Like, I don't want to be interrupted. Right. And, like, then it's up to me to change it and set True. set boundaries and learn. Or, like, yeah. you know what? I really, as a human being and the way that I operate and function best, like, the best way for me to sustain relationships is in person. Right. And that's probably going to mean less frequent contact. Mm-hmm. But then, hopefully, more intimate reward. Right. Yeah. The contact that you do have is Yeah. More... It's just like, wow, we yeah. get to experience that together or, like, process that. Right. And have that conversation in person. Because, right. yeah, I think it's just, like, atrophied my ability to feel, like, genuine closeness in every single relationship in my yeah. life. I feel like people are people were starting to become, like, a text thread to me. Yeah. Or, like, an obligation or, like, a checkbox. Yeah. Like, that's a slippery slope, boiling frog kind of situation. Well, especially, like, if, you know, you mentioned having friends in different parts Everywhere, of the country. yeah if your only reminder of them is associated with the device like yeah they start to become they starts to be yeah your brain probably just associates the two of them and then they kind of become the device (laughs) yeah it does that's what she talks about in alone together too i think that's why she touches so much on like robots or like Mm. you know because it's such a similar trigger or like uh, such a similar part of the brain mm-hmm. when you're not physically with another human being right. in the presence of facial reactions and body language. Right. We like think technology is like programming us to think it's the same experience when it's not, when it's not. It's, yeah. yeah. So now too, because technology isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. now, how am I going to navigate? Cause it's like all of these people are people that I love and value Right. And I'm drawn to sustaining the relationships virtually because I want the relationships want, yeah. in my life. Right. And it's, and I think too, it's like, it just makes me sad because the world moves fast yeah. and you can't, it's given me this sense that I can keep my arms around everybody at all times. And, that's... and I'm just not physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually capable. Right. Like I just can't, you can't be everywhere all the time. And technology is making me think I can or yeah. has made me think I could. Right. Now you're realizing. And now I'm like, whoa, I have to like pump the brakes and like kind of completely restart what I want this to be in my life, you know? And then it's just kind of like, it's sad because then there's like a loss of control. Yeah. Like if you're not just constantly reachable or you want to keep the boundary, that's the the shitty part about boundaries. Oh yeah. It's really beautiful to set them and it's really hard to keep them. Right. Like you have to train the people in your life to know. Yeah. I am still going to love you. I'm just not constantly going to be available to you. Right. That's tough. It's tough. It's and yeah. coming from a people pleaser <laughs> in the presence of two people pleasers. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like keeping people happy is priority number one. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but myself. Yeah, but that's why I think too. I get like really mad about it because I'm like, there's literally like psychologists behind this. People that are designing technology oh. know what to, like, prey on. Yeah. Or the way that we're wired as humans. Yeah. You know? That's true. Like, there's people who know what right. the human brain needs or wants or craves. Yeah. And it's designed because of marketing as well. Yeah. The, 
like we are meant to spend as much time with our eyeballs on that screen as possible. Yeah. Because the more you true. see, the more you buy, the more time you spend. Yeah. The more yeah. money you spend. <laughs> the guy from Facebook, um, Jaron, whatever he was saying, like any service that's provided to you for free, like mm-hmm. isn't free because right. it's taking all of your time. Yeah. Crazy. Which I think I that was brought up on a podcast recently and i think you mentioned it as well like similar to that movie um i don't know if it was i might have this totally wrong if it was justin timberlake in time oh yeah we is talked that justin about timberlake? it because there's two i think yeah with a similar concept but i yeah, think but, that one but this one is this one was the one where it's you go to the vending machine and instead yeah. of paying a buck fifty for a soda you you like scan this bracelet and it, and it takes time off what was time off your life yeah um, because, you know, you put in time to work for that money. And so when you spend your money, you're actually spending your time. Which I is, think. yeah, it's like, imagine if you could know, like, obviously there's screen time so you can see mm-hmm. every day, but who's right. going to really want to check that every night? Like before you go to sleep? Yeah. Do you want to see that? Like you spent seven hours and 51 minutes on your iPhone? Not really. No. No. But imagine if they, if it was all added up and like at the end of the year, like Spotify does a Spotify raft. What if iPhone yeah. did like a, all your time we stole? They would never. They would never. <laughs> but that's like, a, like paying attention to things like that. It's yeah. like, this is something I really don't want to know. Yeah. Is probably something you should be paying attention to. Right. You know, maybe there's a calculator out there that says, "Oh God, I'm sure." Or just an app. There's that... probably something you can plug your phone into that's yeah. like your life is over. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you've lost 41 years of your. As life. we're talking about technology, it's like yeah, maybe there's an app for it. Um. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing too. That's the thing with anything that mm-hmm. you can track it. There, there literally is an app for it. Probably. Like there's yeah. apps for meditation, like things that are good for your wellness. There's an app for it. Yeah. So even that, cause it's like emotional freedom tapping. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet how to do it. So I have an app. Yeah. And then that's more screen time or yeah. something that I like, I don't want to keep my phone in my room, but I would like to like have that be a part of my morning routine. Right. Or I would like to be woken up by an alarm. Yeah. <laughs> like all the things that, it's it's so hard now to have the boundaries yeah. that and yeah with flip phones becoming obsolete right and with all communication gearing towards because even jobs now it, you you like you used to have to call to quit a job or to set up an interview or like yeah the, you see so many now so screenshots many online things. of people like quitting over text message or. Yeah, but it's, like, so many things, even in the professional world now. Yeah. It's, like, contact goes via email. So it's not even really frowned upon anymore to, like, take the easy way out. Yeah. No. Because it's so normalized. And in some cases, it's made to look, um, or appears to look uh, efficient. Yeah. Like, why send four emails today? Oh, wow, that's so productive, like. Or, it feels yeah, productive. Yeah. But that also too like that preys on your human instincts to like complete things. Yeah, instead of oh, I have four phone calls today. Yeah. But she talks a ton about it in alone together where Yeah. people don't like phone calls because you know immediately that like the person on the other end might expect something from you. Mm. Versus, like, a text message. You get a text message and you could wait however long to respond. True. And formulate your answer and not really have to, like, 
be with somebody else's vulnerabilities and humanness. Yeah. Or sacrifice some of your time Mm -hmm. to give to that person. Right. And it's like, I get super annoyed by phone calls. And then it's like, I think most people nowadays really do. Yeah. Because it is like, I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. You know? It's interrupting something. Something, yeah. Like then you, without that friction, like that friction creates intimacy. Right. Because then you learn. When you know, like, oh, this person is like, is giving up half an hour of their time to talk to me or to catch up with me or whatever. Because who did I call the other day? Oh, I called Amanda. Mm -hmm. Um, and because she had texted me and then I had sent her back my like auto response that was like, I'm doing a digital detox. Yep. And then I had called her and she missed it. So then she called me back yeah. and then I called her back because then too, it's like all that friction yep. and it might take time. And then before we hung up, she said like, well, thanks for taking the time to call me and like invest in us. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. know, and it's yeah. like, we're losing that. We're losing that element of. Mm-hmm. I think healthy friction. Yeah. That does like, you know, we, we can't be interrupted anymore. Yet we're yeah. walking around with the constant interrupt interruption in our pockets. Yeah. It's like we're doing the behavior that we're annoyed by. Right. But we're doing it on our terms. Yeah. So it's like I like don't want to text you back, but I want to check Instagram, or I don't want to call this person back, mm-hmm. but I want to like dick around on Pinterest. Right. Like I'm still gonna waste the time. Yeah. On something that isn't going to grow me and nurture me the way this relationship would. Yeah. But I can't be interrupted. Right. I'm yeah, just so guilty wild. of it, too. I'm like, maybe other people aren't that way. I also know people that are like, oh, I spend all my time in the car on the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to have 36 hours to myself. Yeah. Like, you know. No screen time. No screen time. Like, yeah. I don't want to be interrupted, but this isn't the prairie, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You gotta figure it out. Yeah, we're not churning our own butter. Over yeah, here. and I think too, just like I listen to a ton of podcasts, and yeah, it's like mostly do. like really interesting perspectives that I'm like, it's easier to listen to an interesting perspective and like listen to a conversation you would want to be a part of mm-hmm. than deal with someone else's humanness. Yeah, and like you know, it's I'm like so sucked into things that right. are more comfortable that. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's also the other end of it is, say, with even voice memoing um, or or calling on the phone. But I think, for example, one of the reasons I also was uncomfortable voice memoing was because I like to like, type out my thoughts and then yeah. like, make sure they're what I'm actually thinking. And talking on the phone and even a voice memo doesn't allow for that. You just have to talk and kind of put yourself out there and your thoughts out there, and they yeah. might not always be the way you intended them to be. And that's kind of scary. It's super scary. Yeah. I think, too, here, but being able to, like, type out what you want to say or take your time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that, I, that was what I really enjoyed about texting. I think, yeah. Was that I could, I, I'm not one generally who has all of my thoughts in order before I talk or I can have what I want to say in my mind but actually speaking it out loud on the fly isn't always yeah yeah the most uh complete yeah for lack of a better word (laughs) are you like after the fact think should have said that 
Right. Could and have so, said that. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and with texting, that gives you, that gave me at least that opportunity to like read something over again and be like, is that really what I want to say? Yeah. Um, and so it made it easier in a way, but granted, like talking is easier than typing. Exactly. And I think but, that's why texting started to annoy me so much. Yeah. Because my brain just finally was like constantly poking me like this is not real communication. Yeah. You know, I like just truly think having virtual, having that space and time, yeah. I just atrophied my ability to, and already being a people pleaser and already yeah. always thinking like this is what I should be saying. Right. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it gives you like a false sense of control that and right. like then you kind of almost overthink it, but then you feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with like the people pleasing part, if you're able in a text message to like in your mind, at least craft this perfect text message that is a response to some situation, at least in my mind, that was like that put the situation or put me in the best possible situation to, like, please other people. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the phone, I might, like you said, I might yeah. forget to say something. I might, like, leave something out that I, I just happened to miss when, when talking on the phone. Like, oh, I should have said that or I should have said this. And so then there's that risk of feeling like I could please more. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read this part just because I think it, like... Yeah, do it. it. It's, like, it just fits the thing. And I, reading it, obviously, stars, exclamation points, all this stuff, I was like, holy crap. Like, we need to be way more aware of what's going on here. But, okay. So, so this is from, this a, is from Alone, Alone together. together by Sherry Turkle from 2011, which <laughs> makes it ancient script. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> Literally, that's the thing, too. Like, the fact that she had enough awareness to write this hefty of a yeah. book about Did it. Did you get this out of the museum or what? Oh, essentially, half my book. $7.99. <laughs> I saw it, and then I was like, I don't need to buy it. Like, you don't, it's, I yeah. don't need it. And then, of course, I, like, read some other article that quoted Turkle, and I was yeah. like, I have to buy it. Yeah, all right. I have to go back yeah. for it. It matters. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyways... So she says, the notion that hiding makes it easier to open up is not new. In the psychoanalytic tradition, it inspired technique. Classical analysis shielded the patient from the analyst's gaze in order to facilitate free association, the golden rule of saying whatever comes to mind. Likewise, at a screen, you feel protected and less burdened by expectations. And although you are alone, the potential for almost instantaneous contact gives an encouraging feeling of already being together. In this curious relational space, even sophisticated users who know that electronic communications can be saved, shared, and show up in court succumb to, the, to its illusion of privacy. Alone with your thoughts, yet in contact with an almost tangible fantasy of the other, you feel free to play. At the screen, you have a chance to write yourself into the person you want to be and to imagine others as you wish them to be, constructing them for your purposes. It is a seductive but dangerous habit of mind. When you cultivate this sensibility, a telephone call can seem fearsome because it reveals too much. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. That's interesting, too, what sticks up from that. One, she said classical 
like psychology, mm-hmm. like practice. Mm-hmm. Is that why like, stereotypically when you see in a movie or something and somebody's going to therapy, there's the therapist sitting somewhere and the person lying down on the couch, like looking not directly at the therapist? Probably. Is that why that is set up that way? Probably. Maybe um, I should try that out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to not face you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then the other thing, too, what that reminds me of is, um, well, one, you kind of write yourself into who you want to be. But then also, yeah, the interpretation is totally out of your control. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I say something to you and I can see your reaction in person in real time and like say I say something and I have it's very well intentioned and you hear it differently and you're like, mm-hmm. like what? <laughs> I'd be like, no, 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 wait, like, that's, that's not actually what I meant, and it's, I think, a lot more natural feeling, perhaps. That's why I worry so much relationally what texting is doing all ages across mm-hmm. the spectrum, because, you know, you can be with somebody that gets a text, and they're like, oh, frustrating, or like, I get really wrecked when people don't use emojis, yeah. or don't use punctuation, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so offensive, they must hate me. Yeah. It's like, some people just text differently. Mm-hmm. I, like, what it's doing to people's inability to, like, you can't, you literally cannot read an emotional cue. Because right. you can also be sitting there stone cold, slumped over on the couch and text, ha, 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 Yeah. And you're not even laughing. Yeah. There's a, um, a Key and peel sketch. <laughs> and um, I said, do you know what I said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that portrays kind of exactly what you're talking about, where... I forget who, whether Key or Peel. One of them was out somewhere doing something and they're texting another person, hey, you want to do something later? And he's, like, interpreting on the other end. And he's, like, one of them's, like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. And the the person who sends the original text is, like, whatever. Like, what? What do you mean, whatever? And basically it it goes on for another, like, couple minutes where... What they're both experiencing. Yeah, and one of them is, like, oh, yeah, sure, like, yeah, I'll hang out later, cool. And it's just, like, really casual about it. And the other person's interpreting it as this person is really angry with me. Or, like, like why are you not, um, you know, why are you not excited about hanging out? Yeah. Or, like, whatever. And then they, they, meet, they meet in person, and one of them's like, hey, like, what's up? And the, other, <laughs> and the other one is, like, about to, like, punch him in the face. He's just, like, so angry with them. Yeah. Um, but think about how much that's happening. Right right now Which, yeah it probably, it probably does happen very yeah often. and i think too even from like a um like a passive perspective i guess you i think like relationally you can also know what will trigger someone you know so if you are upset you can send a text a certain way that seems oh. like very nonchalant but you know like if this person this is gonna gets a like yeah, yeah sounds good no exclamation point nothing else yeah you have the power to kind of be like, you upset me without right. ever having to like say, it say out loud. <laughs> I'm really frustrated right now. Right. Like how that's, if that's like how we're all communicating now is like via text or virtually how much is just getting like misconstrued and we're not like yeah. paying more attention to it. Right. And maybe some people are, but I yeah, think for the most part you look around right. at the world now and it's like realistically like society is like starting to atrophy when it comes to like relationships yeah and if those things are never 
then talked about in person, then they just kind of sit yeah, there. Yeah, it's way easier to let them not be talked about in person. Right. I think, too, like, the first boy I ever liked, mm-hmm. like, we we never even, like, spoke at school. Or when we oh, did, really? we were both so shy. Yeah. And I would leave school and get, like, the hey text. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember even at... <laughs> just got a call <laughs> from you, Aubrey. <laughs> Ignored it. <laughs> Gonna have to turn off my call notifications. <laughs> that's funny that's so funny it's good timing it's good timing I don't know I don't even remember that, I don't even remember that, that we off. yeah see it'll throw you off that's the thing about it's gonna take 23 minutes it is gonna take to us 23 minutes no. <laughs> Aubrey <laughs> how dare you can't we just publicly call you out can't wait for you to laugh your brains out while you're listening to <laughs> it'll be fun this is like a little easter egg for her to find when she listens to this episode yeah, true wow perfect timing i know what Easter's if we were listening to like a cal newport podcast and they're yeah. like anyways shout out to jeremy yeah <laughs> you're like oh my gosh oh wow <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i think moving forward you didn't do the detox but you i did not do yeah the but you still like i still essentially did i still did some of very still, similar yeah just not quite as strict boundaries mm-hmm I, I still did, I still do text a little bit. Yeah. That's um, where I haven't, just now when I was on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and you were not in the same room. I was like, oh, I should just like text him that. But <laughs> I like put it, I put that quote, the, if you inherently long for something. Yeah. I put it in the group album. Oh, okay. But I thought, to like, it's like that little loophole. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to open the doors to texting yet. I don't want yeah. to text. But yeah. now I can. Yeah. Like, now I'm outside of the... The detox. The detox. But I just but. need to figure out. Because even, like, the other morning, I woke up. And I've been, like, life hacking using my old iPhone. Oh, um, yeah. Because then, too, like, you can't be interrupted. So, like, if I want to go for a walk and listen to a podcast, I can't get a call. Yeah. I, it's like a Walkman, basically. Right. I can, like, listen to something but not be, like, maybe reachable. Yeah. And so I'll try to, like, sometimes use that in the mornings yeah. versus my phone. But then I still, it was just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired of, like, showing up for myself. Like, I'm so tired of being healthy in the morning, and I just want to, like... So I was, like, already by, like, 6.30 a.m. or whatever looking for a podcast. Yeah. Like, screen in my face yeah. <laughs> in bed. Like, I just wanted to, like, revert back yeah. to doing something bad for me. Mm-hmm. And so now, moving forward... And then even, like, this morning, I'm like, okay, I'm, I woke up and I was like, I can, technically, I could re-download Instagram right now. Right. And I feel that pull. Yeah. But then I also feel like, okay, well, I can just start checking it on my desktop or yeah. my laptop. But then I think, like, oh, so like, trying to figure out how to, like, get my accounts pulled up on my laptop is enough friction and work that I don't really want to do mm-hmm. it. Right. So, like, being aware of that level of ease as well is pretty eye-opening. Yeah. I'm like... I don't really value this thing enough to spend the three minutes it would take me to like get it up and running on my computer. But when right. it's just like something I can have. When there is zero friction. When there's zero friction and it's just right there to distract me from myself. Then why not? And it's like, that's not value. Yeah. It's like, I really don't find value in this thing. Right. Enough to like be intentional about it. Yeah. If it's not worth, yeah, three minutes literally on computer, like, then clearly... Probably you know, less. What are you getting? I just think yeah. it's... Yeah. And so I think having, like, okay, I have the ability to just, like, check this. But then there's also that, like, part of me that's like, oh, I'm probably going to have, like, DMs and, like, the interface is going to have changed because it's been, like, 32 days. 
Yeah, you definitely, like, yeah, you'll, I yeah. have anxiety even thinking about like yeah. going, but then I'm also like my, the reward part of my brain is like, mm. mm-hmm. it's like Instagram is so visually appealing and yeah. people need me in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I mean, I'll, I think go back to texting for like plan making purposes when it's yeah. necessary or like for the podcast, setting up interviews. Yeah. I think it's easier to reach out that way. Yeah versus okay i'm not just gonna like up and call somebody that i've talked to about like having on the podcast they'll think somebody's dead like nowadays phone calls are like it must be an emergency you know yeah i generally associate them with emergencies i do (laughs) and i think too like that ties into like so many other things it's like phone Mm -hmm. calls are disruptive to me because it's typically been like a bad phone call yeah you know it's like that's not everybody's case most people get a phone call probably and think like oh my friend wants to talk to me and i'm like who's dead now yeah. Like, that's a whole other can of worms, too, right. that I think ties to it, where... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it gives me a sense of control over other people staying alive or dying that just isn't real. Yeah. It doesn't matter how fast you text back, somebody is going to die right. or not die. You're not going to, yeah. like, you the know, make, uh, isn't going to yeah. make isn't going to save somebody's or life. A, or, a, like... A phone call a day later. Yeah. Or isn't two days gonna, later. Yeah. Stop. Compared to a text immediately back. Yeah. So I think I'll probably just try to navigate texting in like a healthier way that is more analog. Right. And then, yeah, keep it to phone calls. Yeah. And like being patient about it and not feeling like I have to get back to this person. Right. It's okay to play phone tag. True. Like it feels annoying because then you can't check the box. Yeah. Called them back. Mm -hmm. But it's like that's real life. Real life and real friendship takes time and patience. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be as instant as I, like, I've let it be. Right. I've found phone tag a little amusing. (laughs) You would. I'm, like, so annoyed by it. I'm like, damn it. I have to call back because they call back, and then I have to call back, and then I have to keep a list of who I have to call back. (laughs) I think, like, the beginning of this week, I called you, and you weren't available, and then you called back, and I was... I don't know, I was in a meeting or at work or I was I was doing something and I couldn't answer and I was like, oh, I missed call. And then I, and I called you back and then <laughs> you weren't available. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but like to me, know, that that's, that's not amusing. It gives me like a sense of urgency and really? panic. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I think I just feel, because even like thinking of the amount of people that I should, should, not should, but yeah. that I would like to get in contact with mm-hmm. that I like, need to call or would like to call yeah like stresses me out but like yeah. that's also the life lasts forever yeah. so you're never gonna have that phone call that's like well this has been great yeah like no, you're the, always yeah. gonna have to figure out in your schedule like when do i want to take or make a phone call right i think i i think i'm gonna like reach the end of oh it. yeah okay like it feels like there should be like a closure or something like yeah they're living Friendships and relationships. Right. They're, they continue. They continue. And I, yeah, I think too, like the more intimate of relationships you have in your life, the more people will just know, oh, I haven't heard from her in a month, but But, I will. Yeah. Or if I call her, she will get back to me. Right. Yeah. Like, I think, oh, Kelly's dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, relinquishing that control and still know that you can be like a deeply loving person and like a way slower pace. Yeah, for sure. You can. 
doesn't feel like that though at least to me it doesn't i can see why yeah with how normal it is to be texting all the time yeah it's interesting yeah i don't know i don't know how that changes unless you nothing changes if nothing changes yeah Yeah, and that's that's where i like had to come to that point that technology isn't going anywhere and nobody else is gonna change the pace of it no so i had to make that choice for myself and now from here have to like continue making that choice daily yeah like what do i want my relationship to this essentially substance yeah to be you know it's an it's a very it's been an interesting (laughs) seems like you've learned a lot I think so. Hope I can hold on to it. Yeah. I can and I will. True. True. I think so. Amen to that. Catch me on my flip phone. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, catch me on my grayscale film noir iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, grayscale. Yeah. So funny because the pen that you got me, I usually write with a blue pen. Yeah. And then today I wrote with this one and it's black ink. Oh. And so for a second there, my eyes like tripped out because like... My phone is black and white. Yeah. And then I get, I, <laughs> I, went to it, I was like, why is everything suddenly just black and white? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Color gosh. still exists. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grayscale is kind of strange. It's very strange. But I'm going to try it out. Yeah, I'm going to try it. We'll, we'll do happens. it for a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. Scheme it. Yeah. Scheme it. Yeah. Yep. Literally no reward to grayscale. No. It's, well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what to think about it. Mm-hmm. It just is right now. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's neither good nor bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. So far, I have loved it. I like being less reachable, but. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell. I even. I think like I remember calling you. I don't know if it was a couple days in. Day two, and I was like, yeah. I'm never coming back. Yeah, you were. You were jazzed. I'm on the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sun feels so bright over here. It does, but yeah. I yeah, I think it's so much deeper than just technology. It really does stem from like a lot of personal losses. Yeah. But I think even like when I hang up a phone call prior to the digital detox, I would say like, okay, well, I'll text you or text True. me, giving me that element of control that like we're going to end this situation, but I'm not going anywhere and you're not going anywhere either. Right. Like promise me you're still going to be there. Yeah. You know, like I I think, yeah, it's like, the biggest painful lesson yeah it's like it really does tie into letting go of control yeah so i think that will take time to become more comfortable with. yeah and i think things that are uncomfortable or cause us discomfort are typically the things we need to pay most attention to yeah that's where i feel like oh, i'm so obsessive about the technology thing or i'm like so intense about it but i think that typically means it's something you need to pay attention to because it's probably something important right you know yeah so it keeps coming back to it yeah it's like be the change or like show other people that you can do it you know mm-hmm. enjoy yourself mm-hmm. that's a big part of it too mm-hmm. <laughs> it's annoying yeah but but worthwhile it is worthwhile yeah mm-hmm. quite should we go eat some Oreos about it? Yeah, maybe we should. Go call Aubrey back. <laughs> Aubrey, if you're listening. <laughs> We're going to call you back soon, little buddy. Yeah. Any closing statements? Any other thoughts you have? Um, 
trying to think. Build yourself a phone bed. That's another life hack. Oh, yeah, we built phone we beds. We built phone beds. Yeah, that's fun. Shout out to Ariana Huffington. Sorry we stole your idea, but we weren't trying to spend $60. Yeah, $60 is a lot. But, <laughs> I um, think that's been fun. I, I got I worse do... at keeping my phone in the other room uh, because of the alarm clock thing. Oh, But yeah. now that I have an alarm clock, there's yeah. no excuse. I think I might still keep my old iPhone nearby because I do like listening to the bilateral music when I write. Yeah. There's something calming about it. But even that, yeah. there's like a certain element of distraction or like companionship in music. Yeah. That true. I think like you can be alone with your brain for 20 minutes a morning mm-hmm. when you write. Like, yeah, I've liked, I've really liked not having my phone with me in the morning. Mm-hmm. I do like morning pages and just kind of sit in a room for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it is kind of nice. Something about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I still grab it when I go work out. But yeah, because I'm trying to listen to something. Generally. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine working out without <laughs> listening to something? Every Just once, the sound of your own sneakers. <laughs> every once in a while, I do that. I'll, I'll go through like times. I don't. I'll go through times because you you're definitely more into podcasts than I am, and I've gotten into them, mm-hmm. which I never. What it took me. It wasn't until this year, really, that mm-hmm. I listened to podcasts with any, like, regularity. I didn't really until I moved back from Phoenix, other than, like, oh, crime okay. podcasts. Yeah. I never really listened to, like, educational ones. Yeah. And now, like, I'll, yeah. Well, so then, because I never really, because they're still kind of new to me, I still am not, I think I'm at a point where I'm not fully hooked or where I feel like I should or that I want to be doing this all the time um I was that and part of the reason I was that way is because I loved listening to music I know now my music game is really weak because all I do is listen to podcasts right I think I'm avoiding feeling things (laughs) like music (laughs) triggers the feelings true and I'm like no 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 yeah no feeling if I can learn something I don't have to feel anything yeah but then I'll have times where there's nothing I'm listening to that I am enjoying mm-hmm. or like I'm into music wise. Yeah. I'll just go through, a, you know, a, a week or something where I'm just, music just isn't hitting me. Yeah. Like it normally is. And then I'm also still not fully sucked into podcasts. And so I'll like, there are, there are times where I'll work out and not have any, any music. Mm-hmm. It's because that, for some reason is better than listening to something that I'm not fully into. Yeah. I don't know why, but. I'm going to try to train myself to just do two pods a day. Two pods a day? Yeah, post, post detox. Okay. Although I'm going to keep a steady level of detoxification because it's been so good. But yeah. post this experiment, I yeah. think two is a good number of. And I think, too, to actually be able to process the information you're taking in Mm -hmm. because we have, like, so much access to everything all the time. Yeah. It's like you can just keep learning and learning and learning and never really process what you, it is. And part of the learning process is taking taking it in and sitting with it. Yeah, where you're not consuming other input. Yeah. And it's like just because we can be now doesn't mean that's good. It feels good because it's rewarding and you're learning. Yeah. But it's like with everything technology makes accessible mm-hmm. and makes it feel like it's good or easy yeah it's not necessarily right yeah if you're, if you're 
I think, well, yeah, Cal Newport. <laughs> Back at it again. Shout out to Cal. Um, has mentioned that a ton. It's like, your brain needs time. Like, when, when you're listening to something or watching something or reading something that's made from or by, like, another, another human, human, yeah. You are, your brain is in a certain mode to try to take in that information. And once you're done with that, you know, there's, there's, your brain is doing all sorts of stuff in the background in the rest of your day and not being in that mode where you're accepting input <laughs> from something yeah, else. Yeah, like, that's, I was listening really, to something on. It's really important to how much of that info, info sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to something on burnout recently yeah. and, um, cause I always think too, like that's such a buzzword and like the, yeah, like the yeah. business world, like the career world. And I'm like, I feel, I have burnt, felt like burnt out for years. Yeah. Like that, like how you describe burnout. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, like that's my daily existence. Yeah. But also too, that's because of the amount of input that we can have mm-hmm. now. Like that comes from like too much external input. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with, with being on their phone all the time. Yeah, you never have time to just think. Right. Or just exist, or yeah. not, like, you know. There's I always... think even, too, with, like, reaching out to people, like, when you're like, oh, saw this and thought of you. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a beauty to that. Yeah. But there's also, like, a, what if I just saw that thing and thought of that person and felt that mm-hmm. good, nostalgic feeling. Right. And just let it be. Yeah. You know. What if? I'm working on it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what happens then? <laughs> then you just let it be. Yeah. You just internalize it and it's beautiful and it's like... It is, yeah. It doesn't have to be shared with the world or shared with... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a fax. Yeah, well, yeah. Just kidding. To all my friends who are listening, call me whenever... <laughs> And I'll get back to you whenever I can. True that. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You need to change your voicemail, by the way. Yeah, my voicemail. God, it's from like 30 years ago when I listened to it. I was like, you sound so mad. It's like the angriest I've ever heard you. Going back or whatever. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I'll figure out how to change it. I felt so hurted by that. (laughs) Personally offensive. Okay, well, I'll change it. Jeremy's so mad at me. Yeah. (laughs) Change it. Make sure you're laughing. And also make sure you're like really emoting. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll try my best. It's so great to hear from you, yeah. whoever you are out there in the world. Thanks yeah. for the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Until we meet again on the little couch. This is a conversation I could have over and over again for hours. I feel like this episode barely scratches the surface of my thoughts on the topic of technology's impact on modern life and relationships. I've reflected a lot after recording this episode and ending the challenge. I waited a few days beyond the 30 to reopen the door to texting, and it just confirmed even deeper that it's simply not something that adds value to my life. Moving forward, I'll be keeping email off of my phone. I've changed my settings to have my display in grayscale mode, which is incredibly unappealing to look at. I'm setting limits for myself around even my biggest vice, podcast consumption, to one a day, perhaps one and a half, two if I'm feeling wild. 
I purchased a physical alarm clock so I can keep tech out of my bedroom, and I'm still navigating what I want my relationship to social media to be. I have yet to re-download any of the apps, but I have not felt anything missing from my life not being active on them. The more technology use gains momentum, the more I have noticed myself feeling isolated and unimportant when I'm with other people, even people I would have previously considered myself deeply connected to. It saddens me to see how many heads are pointed down towards screens, how normalized it is to engage in rude tech behavior in front of the people we love. Aside from things like my lessening ability to spell without autocorrect, my inability to focus on one task at a time, impaired memory, anxiety, exhaustion, <laughs> edginess, etc., I have truly felt my empathy and desire to interact with humans atrophy. I am personally guilty of all the behaviors that have made me feel incredibly alone, but the detox has taught me that I don't have to be a part of what society tells us is now a normal and quote-unquote necessary way to communicate. To share the full quote mentioned in this episode by Victoria Erickson, if you inherently long for something, become it first. If you want gardens, become the gardener. If you want love, embody love. If you want mental stimulation, change the conversation. If you want peace, exude calmness. If you want to fill your world with artists, begin to paint. If you want to be valued, respect your own time. If you want to live ecstatically, find the ecstasy within yourself. This is how you draw it in, day by day, inch by inch. I personally don't want to make it to my deathbed and remember anything about what I saw or posted on Instagram. I don't give a shit about what's trending on TikTok. I want to remember the sweet moments shared with other humans that offered reciprocity and their full undivided attention. Because honestly, these days, they're few and very far between. I want to relearn how to be one of them. I want to be remembered as someone who is fully present. I'd encourage you to try a digital detox of your own. It doesn't have to be like mine. Shape it and think about it and create what you want it to be. I promise you it'll be worth it. If you're interested in any of the books mentioned in this episode, they will be listed in the show notes, along with a great article mentioned as well. I'd also highly recommend the work of Johan Hari and Cal Newport as a jump-off point. I have gratitude for the ways that having a smartphone has allowed me to sustain multiple long-distance friendships for over a decade. The ability it gave me to document certain moments of my life, and of course, the ability to record and pretend I know how to edit this podcast. I'm excited to move forward in 2022 with a more balanced relationship to using my phone as a tool and not as an appendage. Until we meet again on the little couch, I'm your host, Anastasia. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Just kidding. Please don't ever call me. Just kidding. Call me. I'll be fine. <laughs>